Yep. So Adelaide and Fremantle are next. And um, what a great yeah, finish it, interesting. Game of footy. Oh, very great finish. Um, Fremantle were all over at the first half. Absolutely dominated. Third quarter, I think Adelaide came out, kicked like six goals in a row. Um, looked really good. I'm just trying to have a look at, they did have an injury. Uh, McPherson, I think, had some hamstring awareness or hamstring tightness. Now he's a, a defender. So 307,000. Uh, Hinge looked really good. So Hinge is 180,000. Looked pretty good. Was on about 40 Supercoach at half time. Now I'm not sure, like, because with McPherson went down injured, Scholl was a really interesting um, sub replacement. So he came on and Scholl got 108. So I don't know mm-hmm. if the roles kind of switched a little bit there. I think Hinge looked pretty good in the first half, played up the ground a little bit more. And then because they have already said Hinge can play tall, he can play short. So McPherson... Um, being injured, I think, what is he? He's 187 centimetres, so probably, so McPherson, probably around that, not obviously key defender, but maybe a little bit more accountable. So they said, all right, well, I'm not sure exactly, but there could have been Hinge play more accountable. Scholl goes plays on the wing because he can play that sort of role, and Scholl just killed it. So the issue was Scholl was sub, which surprised some people, but now he played so well, he has to be in their side. And I think Hinge is still secure because of McPherson's hamstring tightness or hamstring injury, depending on what they get. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they line up. Uh, I think Hinge is still secure, but now his role might not be as good. So I guess we'll have to wait and see another week, but it does concern me a little, Swizz. Yeah, the interesting thing, I had Scholl in drafts and I had to put him on the bench and then bloody hell, he comes out and does that. So I, I really rate Scholl, especially in keeper leagues. Um, I, yeah, I thought Hinge actually was really decent, especially that first half. Um, Dawson started to find his feet more in the second half, so that kind of did change things, and they kind of did go through more with Dawson. And as you said, that role changed because Charles well, they gave Dawson kickouts defense. They put him in defense, yeah. and he just he did not miss a target. He yeah. had kickout after kickout because Fremantle just couldn't hit the target to save their lives. Mm. Fremantle eleven goals, seventeen, like literally mm. shit. Um, yeah, exactly. like I think Lob Lob as well just kept missing and. You know, in that that sort of, was it the third or the fourth quarter, Dawson had not much impact in the first half at all. So they started to say, oh, like, do you move him back or do you just have confidence? Like, because how bad is it, you know, if you move him and it's like you don't have faith in them or you don't give them time to settle and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, next point, Dawson's there taking kickouts and nailed it. Hinge looked looked better on field than Jones, uh, Malira and and, and Siglo anyway. So I think, yeah, they've surely got to back him in for now. I nearly um, got Miller. I had yeah. money to spare yeah, because I was like, oh, yeah. well, once I saw like McGovern, I was like, okay, yeah. well, hang on. So I was like, well, Cherry was off field. I was like, well, that's a bad pick. So I was like, oh, crap, I need more money for possibly, um, you know, going for our mate Gibkus and, and McGovern. So I was like, I have to get rid of uh, Steel now and because I need money. And it's funny because I nearly picked Steel, but I went Crips because I needed money. And then after all these other cheaper players, I was like, fuck, I can afford going, uh, once he was named, I could afford bringing in Miller. And lucky I didn't because I would have spent an extra 100000 on Hinge and got less points. So, um, look, he was okay. Miller even got forward and I think kicked a goal. Like, it just kind of backs up, I think, what someone said about his sample. Played a, a practice game or something rather and was playing forward a bit, which isn't good um, no, for missed, that kind he of missed role. The, he's missed his opportunity. Oh, he, he did, it. okay. So Yeah, so... But yeah, yeah so he didn't, didn't look I, great. I didn't like him. Um, Rolio did what he did. Uh, Benny Keys just keeps, you know, smashing on and that and look better. But like Matt Crouch came in and did exactly what Matt Crouch does. But Benny Keys, if you wanted that point of difference, has just been such a good player of that. But um, yeah, and, and Dawson. The well, Ben Keys didn't do much early though. He came yeah, in, I and I think which qu- one quarter. 
third quarter maybe just went absolutely ham. And when they keep the six goals to none of that and, dom- and just dominated. Um, Shout and out to Emperor as Dawson, well. Dawson second half. But then you're not going to get a, a team kicking 17 behinds every week and have so much ball down there. But really for Adelaide, there's only one person to really talk about. And that's the ki- that's the kid who kicked five goals in the next Toby Green competition. Ah, he looked good. Game. He 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 played very still deep forward though. Um, mm. The concerning part for me was is that you know you had someone on the forward flank kind of get it on the wing, pushing towards forward flank, and then hit him in the pocket. So he looks damaging. He looks clean. He looks like he's got game smarts and and game sense to be able to hit those goals. But you're not going to kick five goals every week. And I thought he was impressive enough. Now, 118 is great. I'll take that in the cycle 100%. And I think he'll still do well. But I think the expectation has to be, hey, like he's not – I know he can get up the ground, but he spent quite a bit of the time in that forward 50 or in the pocket. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see sort of how, how it progresses. Maybe as he gets better and a bit more you know, match through him, then they can push him up the ground a little bit. So I think he's definitely talented enough. If you don't have him, I think he's definitely someone that you probably should want to look at getting in. But if you had to prioritize between, say, him and a Martin, who would you be going over based uh, on price Mar- points? Ma- Martin, and, and pretty well this is why, because as, as awesome as that was with Rochelle, he's kicked he kicked the goal to get them started, and he's kicked the, the next to um, put them back in the game. He's kicked the one to put them in front, and he's kicked another one to put them, I think that was... Uh, either a, maybe a goal up or something like that. I think that. it was so, in front, yeah. Yeah, goal up. Yeah, yep. so so he's kicked the four goals he's kicked, three of them were really important. And he's had 14 touches and six um, scoring shots. So if he's not hitting the scoreboard, he's not. Like, that's when he touches the ball. Where Martin, 27 touches, showed he actually can get the ball. Uh, and and that's, that's the thing also, Martin, being those extra couple years older, um, you know, has that more tank, the ability to get up the ground already where Rochelle has got to work on that. And the Crows have got some other options up there or guys who have been in the system for that extra year or two. So I don't see – there's going to be weeks where Rochelle is not going to touch the ball. And they might lay some tackles. I think he's very talented, but that's what a small forward does. It's as simple as that. I agree. Moving on to Fremantle, you've got um, Brayshaw not getting any attention this game. So 127, pretty standard there. Uh, if he doesn't get tagged, Brayshaw is an extremely good player that will just keep racking up the ball as he does as well. Uh, interesting one. So this is hard to take. Obviously, Fremantle didn't have uh, Darcy. They didn't have Fife, And there's obviously a few people missing from their team. Um, the one thing I want to start with, though, is obviously Will Brody, um, 224,000, was on track for looking like an 80-plus. I think he kind of got – he almost got scaled backwards a little bit, spent 20 minutes on the last quarter on the bench. The concern with Brody is isn't his value in the team because uh, Longmuir came out and said, you know, there's so much stuff that you know his value to the team. There's so much stuff people don't see. He's in and under, and the and the work he puts in is highly valued, and he's going to be uh, a really important player for us. So he said that, and I think that's true. I think his role is there, even with Fife back. I still think his role's there. But the issue is his time on the bench, and I think it was in the uh, Amy series he spent a large portion of one quarter or half or something rather on the bench so it's a concern for me now i don't know if that's a way for them to build him up to be able to you know because he's playing midfield so maybe he doesn't have the tank so maybe they can build him up or do that sort of thing but it is a concern however i'm still impressed with what he did enough and the coach likes him so i think there's still opportunity for him to actually rack up when they sort of try and get a hold of a team so we know freeman will have a pretty soft draw 
in general. So when we have a look at who they have coming up, so obviously Saints this week at home, West Coast, who are still going to be quite depleted. Then they play the Giants and Essendon, but then it kind of, oh, actually, yeah, I guess it really opens up after that sort of round eight mark, North, Suns, Collingwood, and that's probably sort of where you'd want to cash him out anyway. So um, I think it's an interesting one for me. Maybe with Fife in, it helps kind of free up a little bit, but I guess we'll see. He is possibly on the chopping block based on his low percentage time on ground. I'll use another week's data, Swizz. Yeah, exactly. He, and he had this, that we knew this at the Suns anyway. That was one of the knocks on him. He played 65% on the weekend. It's His he, time on ground for a midfielder is so low. He's got absolutely no tank. And he was the one, he was the other one that was in the, um, I was sort of debating between Rochelle, him and, and Ward, but I just thought his role was much better. Um, and because when he's on the field, he scores well. He does, as you said, everything right. But yeah, that, that tank is going to worry me. And the hope with, you know, if Fife comes in there and he doesn't have to bust as much, maybe he can just go in for small, some, you know, small stints and able to spend a little bit more time up forward. And a couple of those weaker games, you might have to get on the end of a couple and kick some goals. So I, I think it'll be more a bit like that Caldwell, Caldwell um, role that we were talking about earlier. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely going to have some, some mid-time, but with the amount of players that the Freo have back in there, and just with his time on ground percentage, he'll, um, yeah, I think they'll try to use him up a little bit more up forward and stuff. But I yep. still think he's, you know, he's got the ability to still make your 150K. Next one I'll touch on is Chapman, 275,000. Literally got away with bloody murder. Chapman was on not much at all. Got scaled up a heap at the end of the game. And daylight robbery, uh, I know quite a few players was just sitting there going, oh, 80, I'll take that. Um, definitely some concern there. And we saw just even you know, how important he is to the team, but also the different matchups he might get. So I think, yeah, if you have Chapman and you take the 80 and run, but I think you have still definitely some cause for concern. The only benefit is he scored 10 more than uh, Luke Ryan. So another one of those intercepting kind of rebound defenders that didn't perform on the weekend. So I guess we will see whether there's a, a new style of player in vogue. Um, hard to know as well, because teams start to lock down a little bit more after the first month. So uh, I guess we will see if the game slows up a little bit because I think last year there's so many like the plenty of scoring in the first few rounds and I was like oh how exciting is this and then it went to like bleak shit yep. so exactly. um happen again yeah and because coaches start to get smart about how teams are trying to play and then the best way to kind of stop that influence and that's just the nature of the business so it's a little uh, bit of interesting you know, the other thing the other thing I think affects at this time of the year is the hot weather how many teams were blowing up so much because they haven't done the they're still getting their fitness up. And they can't run out the game. So there was a few games there, like that Crows where that third quarter, Freo looked spent, absolutely spent. And then they had to, you know, regenerate to go into that last quarter and and that. But in Hawthorne and North, like those guys, like half the gun players were cramping and, and stuff. So that's when you can usually get a run on um, in that situation where, you know, you come around seven and eight and you've got the body of work behind you. You can make those extra contests. You can get back in defense and keep the structure in. So I think that's what affects the, some of that scoring. I agree. Uh, let's move.